Hello out there. This is Pamela Fagan Hutchins and you've found me on Wine, Women, and Writing, sometimes known as Mescal Men and Mystery, but not today. Today we are going to go to the core of what this show is about. It's where I talk with other writers, especially women, about their fantastic female characters and where they came up with the ideas that formed somebody that becomes like family to us. Um, as always, I got to tell you guys, this is a solely on a copyrighted production of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, all hail Pan Stack, Uber producer. So with that out of the way, I do want to invite you to my website, PamelaVeganHutchins.com, where you can see past shows. You can um, look and see what shows are coming, get the book ahead of time and read so that when I have these conversations, you are into it with us. And you can also find my um, books out there as well. The newest is Stag Party. Won't hurt my feelings at all if you pick it up. But what I'm really more excited about than Stag Party today is the woman beside me. This is Lisa Unger, you guys, and she's here to talk about Last Girl Ghosted. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Pamela. I'm thrilled. Oh. I am thrilled that you're on here, and I think that um, I think that my readers and listeners are as well. We get a good mix of people that watch the video. So we did our makeup this morning, in case you're on podcast and <laughs> and uh, don't realize this, but we are we're looking good, um, or on a, a podcast show. So uh, I appreciate your willingness to get on and show your face early in the morning. Are you at? East coaster, West coaster, middle of the country person. Where are you located? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Florida. I'm on the East coast, but I'm on the west on the west coast of Florida on the Gulf Coast. So oh. yeah, Easter time. So we're 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 pretty far from each other. We are pretty far from each other. We're headed. Um, my husband and I are going to our first trip to Key West. We are. He's from the Virgin Islands. I lived there for ten years, but it's our first Key West trip in a couple of months, and I'm pretty pumped up about it. Oh, so. great! I actually wrote an article about the keys for uh, travel and leisure. So if you if you look if you if you Google it, you'll find it. It's all my favorite spots and the keys in Key West. So I'm going to do that as soon as we get off. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I knew there was a reason I brought up my travel plans. Uh, I met my husband. I met my husband there. I met uh, my husband, yeah. Jeff, at Sloppy Joe's in Key West. Were you living and working there or were you vacationing? No. So we it's like a perfect on. vacation. It was. We were both on, um, we were both on vacation. He was from Detroit. I was living and working in New York City. And I had just finished my first novel. You know, I had just finally, you know, sort of finished it. And I kind of wasn't sure what I was going to do. I, you know, I'd always been a writer and I knew I always wanted to write. Um, but I was just happy that I had finished it. You know, like a lot of people, you know, want to write a book and they they just don't. But so I did. So yeah. I was happy about that. And I went on vacation to, you know, to see a friend of mine who had just moved to Key West a few months earlier. And while I was down there, I met um, I met Jeff at Sloppy Joe's, and that is so cool. We're just about to next month. We'll celebrate our twenty first wedding anniversary. So, well, okay. So this is the perfect intro to your yes, book. You did not meet your husband online <laughs> dating. You met him did not live and in person. So, you guys, I want you to hear from Lisa's mouth a little bit about her really awesome new novel last girl ghosted okay you had me at the title i love that title Thank um you. but uh tell us a bit about it and then we'll yes. chat yes i definitely will so when we first um opened the cover on last girl ghosted we meet ren and ren is an advice columnist and she comes from you know a dark 
past, a dark or traumatic history, but she's like sort of moved into the light. You know, she's created a life for herself that she loves and she's, you know, successful in, in the work that she's chosen. And uh, she has some, you know, very sort of solid friendships and she, um, but her best friend Jax is like, Hey, you know, all you ever do is work you know, you need to meet somebody. And so she kind of pushes Ren into the world of online dating and Ren kind of reluctantly enters into it. And she um, has a couple of underwhelming encounters, you know, men that she meets that are like, you know, nothing special, no love connection. And then she meets Adam. And when she meets Adam and she falls for him, she falls really hard. You know, she thinks he's the one. And so they have this kind of white hot romance. And then after a particularly romantic evening, he asks her, he makes a request. He says, tell me something about yourself that you've never told anyone. And she does. She reveals a very sort of dark and secret thing about herself that nobody else knows. Almost nobody else knows. And um, then the next day, Adam disappears. She's, he stands her up. His phone is disconnected, his social media profiles go away, and the place where he lived or where she thought he lived is just a vacation rental. And Ren is gutted. She's heartbroken. Um, you know, she's she's trusted this person, revealed herself to him, and he's just kind of abandoned her. And then when a private detective shows up on her doorstep um, and tells her that there are other women who thought they were in love with Adam, and that all of those women have disappeared. Ren is, you know, instead of, you know, kind of curling up and licking her wounds and just being glad that something worse didn't happen to her than a broken heart, she decides that she's going to chase after Adam and find out um, more about him. And that to make sure that, you know, she may not have been the first girl he ghosted, but she will be the last. And that is last so girl ghosted. That is a very good intro. Thank You're you. good at that, by the way. That Thank is a skill. <laughs> it is. But it's something you really do have thing, to work on. <laughs> it's the thing most authors hate the most. You, you can it say, is. tell us about, you know, what you had for breakfast and they'd be happy. You say, tell us about your book. And they're like, no, you I tell know, us I about can't. I, say, I can tell you all my book, but I need 100,000 words to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Page one. <laughs> But that was really, that was a super good intro because uh, to me, when I, when I sat down and first started reading it, um, at first I wasn't sure, was this going to be a missing persons case? Had he been, you know, murdered? I felt like Ren did, right? You know, how mm -hmm. this man who loves me so much just disappear? And then it turns really fast into creepy, twisty, you know, awesome suspense thriller. So you know, I know that you you do well in this creepy, awesome, suspense, twisty thriller space. What got you interested, though, in online dating as a topic? Yeah. So I had this conversation with a young friend. I always like kind of just feel like my life is like reading, writing and, um, uh, you know, uh, research is all like a continuum you know, mm -hmm. and it, and one thing leads to the other and the other thing leads to, um, you know, to more writing leads to more research, research leads to more writing. <laughs> and so that's kind of, that's kind of how we, and like throw in my, my life in there as well. And that is like another part of the, you know, reading, writing, research continuum. And so I had this conversation with um, a very young friend of mine and she was talking about online dating and she was saying how, 
you know, there's just this like endless pool of choices. You know, it's like it's the next one and the next one and you swipe and you swipe and there's always another person there. And she was like, how do you ever how do you ever know if you've chosen the right one? And the question sort of felt broken to me. Like it felt like kind of the wrong question to be asking about love. It's like, you're not shopping for a toaster on Amazon. You know, love is a a head trip. It's not an algorithm. And so like that kind of stayed with me. And then, you know, the conversation went on to, you know, her saying like, well, you know, if somebody shows up in your life and they're not who you expected them to be, then they, um, it's just really easy to just be done with them, to ghost them. Likewise, if you're not what they expected, most people don't have any, any feelings or compunction about just never, never responding to your texts again. You, you're easily ghosted as well. Like you were strangers before and then you're strangers again afterwards. And so it was like, I wasn't so interested necessarily in online dating. I mean, like when I first was dating, you know, in New York, you know, like 25 years ago, online dating had just kind of made its debut. You know, there certainly weren't apps. There certainly weren't all the, there weren't even any apps back then. I remember being on airplanes and there was ads in airplane magazines about just or things like that. And it was like classified ads. Classified ads still, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so, I didn't really have that experience. And so I wasn't, so, and I do know uh, to be also, to be fair, I know a lot of people who have met people through apps and online dating and who are happily married and, you know, it works out just fine. But I wasn't so interested in the in the dating app as much as I was on how the technology rewrites the code of this ancient pursuit, you know, this search for a mate and I'm always interested in that, like as part of, you know, as same with Confessions on the 745, I kind of did a little bit of a deep dive into uh, social media. You know, how do these new technologies affect the way we relate to each other? And that was really the like the big source of fascination for me um, and, and the seed for this book. So, OK, so that makes me wonder about your background. Are you... IT background? Are you like more of a people person? Where did the fascination, the fascination, the fascination, (laughs) easy for me not to say, um, the fascination (laughs) with that juncture, that junction between, like you say, the age old um, suit and the technology come? Yes. So, I mean, I'm a lifelong writer. I have been a writer since I was a kid. I never wanted to do anything else with my life. Um, and I never, I don't even remember thinking about myself in another way. And, um, and I, and I'm also my fat, you know, the thing that, that does drive me, um, in crime fiction and, you know, in fiction in general is just my ferocious curiosity about people, about human nature. You know, I sort of consider myself a spelunker, you know, I'm like kind of shimmying into the dark spaces of the human psyche to, to figure yeah. out what makes us who we are. You know, that's what always has fascinated me. Like I've always had like a kind of dark and twisted imagination. And I'm always fascinated by these, you know, like these contrasts, you know, the contrast, there's a, you know, there's a number of contrasts in the book. There's the contrast between, you know, this desire for technology and the desire to connect organically with somebody or, you know, yeah. the, I, the, the feeling of, you know, 
to retreat to nature and at the same time to be sort of you know living in the in the modern in the modern world and so there's all these like that's always what interests me it's like what is on top and what is underneath what is One beside you know like those are the things that fascinate me one of the things about Ren that fascinated me is that she gets taken by yeah. somebody who's putting himself out there as other than who he is at yes. the same time as she is doing exactly the same thing. Exactly. She's hiding her real identity, but with a pure heart. And the yes. difference between the way she does it to protect herself and the way he does it, which is to take advantage. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's, you know, he's putting himself out there as a lure, you know, he's tossing out these lures for a certain type of girl, you know, like Rilke, of course, like there's only a certain type of girl that's going to be attracted to Rilke poetry. And, yeah. you know, like he's kind of, he kind of knows that and his intention is, you know, is dark or maybe it's dark or we don't know how dark. But her intention is, you know, is, is like you say, pure, you know, she's protecting herself, you know, she's revealing yeah. herself in layers, you know, as we all do when we fall in love, you know, we just sort of peel back layer after layer and hope that when you get to the, you know, the heart of who you are, or who somebody is, that it's enough for both of you. And so that's kind of where she's at, but he's, you know, not in that same space. Yeah. Not in the same space. Don't know where he is, but not in that same space. Yeah. And I'm not going to give away the ending, you guys. Um, uh, you just have to read the book to know what happens with Ren and Adam and, as Lisa was saying, the, the other girls that have disappeared. Um, so one of the other things she said that really interested me is I think about... Um, this book and how Ren ends up there in relationships that she had a resistance to the idea of swipe, swipe, swipe. Yeah. And your endless scroll, you know, of um, it's, it's like uh, what's the, what's the social, a social media site uh, of Instagram where it's an endless scroll or Facebook, yes. it's an endless scroll of yes. choices. And she didn't like that. And to me, that's the idea that you go into a dating situation hiding who you really are so that you can not have to face the consequences of a bad relationship on the back end is very dehumanizing too. Mm, that we would, that we would think it's okay to do that because I can just be really mean on the back mm -hmm. end, either ghosting or whatever. Right. Leaves us with no consequences. It's just like the rest yeah. of social media. Yes, exactly. And that, I mean, and that's definitely true of, of all like sort of technology that supposedly kind of connects us. Like it, it masquerades as close tie connections, but they're really loose tie connections. Yeah. You're really not connected to the people. Like unless you have an authentic real world relationship with somebody and social media augments that like, oh, you share pictures with your cousin who moved to California or like whatever it is, there's a real world relationship. And that's the close tie. Social media can augment that. But if there is no real world relationship, then that relationship is just a button that can be pressed. It's just a you can just be blocked. And that was never the case. Like once upon a time, the pool of of available mates or anybody to connect with was really, really small. You, right. know, you live in the same town or, you know, you work together, you go to school or to church and then chances are your families know each other or your, or even later on your friends, you have a friend group, you meet through friends and if you mistreat somebody, then you have to answer to those friends that you have in common. 
And so there's all this external, there were all these external reasons why we needed to treat each other better. Um, when you have a close tie connection, you have to face the consequences, as you say, of your bad behavior. And now that's been, that's been, that's been removed. One of the things, and this interests me, I will go ahead and tell you because I'm writing a custom murder mystery for a party I did for a charity. And I, uh, someone suggested do mail order brides. And so I started looking into mail order brides and I was thinking, <laughs> you know, I was thinking of mail order brides, like, um, sending off to another country, but I live in Wyoming. And so I will start looking at it from years back and it was communities where there weren't enough potential, um, you know, mates yeah. in the community. Yeah. So you'd put in a personal ad with a mailing address back in the East where there were still mm-hmm. women and the women there were answering them because the men all left. And so right. it was interesting. It wasn't, Uh, It was because there weren't enough. And here, that's not the case. They're in the middle of New York. There's a million choices. And yet they're going to this source that allows them both to be other than who they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I I find it very fascinating because like you say, it's an age old pursuit, no matter whether it's technology or an old uh, ad in a magazine on an airplane or whether it's mailing off because there weren't enough women out in Wyoming. We've been looking for a long time. This is just the newest way, but I'm not sure it's a better way. It certainly wasn't for Wren. (laughs) No, of course not. Poor Wren will probably not be doing any more online dating. So I have three daughters and- Yeah. And so even though I feel like for me, because I'm, you know, the old married woman who met somebody at work that this passed me by, it's interesting out of the three of them, none of them have done any of this, uh, online dating, but you know, it seems to be, especially like the, like, you know, the swipe left, the hookups seems to be pretty popular in larger Areas I think it's like, I mean, I think it's like a new adult thing. Like, I don't know how many teens would be, would be doing it. Yeah. And what I find so interesting is there are these apps now that, you know, they connect people by vicinity and they're just like, you know, people who are looking to hook up with no, with no ties at all. And they're on this app and you can be looking at the app and, um, you know, they're going to, the app is going to tell you, oh, you know, whatever, Sally is two blocks away and this is her picture and she can, you know, she can meet you in 15 minutes or whatever it is. And like you can, so when you see people like that are in a bar and they are just, there are people all around them, but they're looking at their phone for yes. the person that they want to meet. And that's, I find that really fascinating. It is fascinating. And yeah. You know, when you think about that, they could look around and do what we did and meet somebody that's there, but they've given up a piece of their privacy, where they are, their picture, et cetera, something that you can't take back once you put it out there Yeah, in favor of just having a conversation. It's really interesting to me. And we should have somebody, if we were being really fair, we'd have someone on the show that found this really successful and there'd be a third person beside us telling us why this is great. But it's just to me, it's psychologically interesting. Yeah, it is. The, the All the layers of it are pretty interesting. And I think a part of it, too, is that, like, you know, people have, you know, the, you see, like, this kind of shift towards technology. Like, num- number one communication probably for most of us is, is texting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even phone calls have become 
like something that we don't do as much, you know, and it's like, it's almost like we want to pretend that human interactions and human relationships are not messy and complicated. Yeah. You know, it's like my brother, who's just a few years younger than I am, he'll, you know, I'll, I'll call him, I'll call him and leave a message and say, Hey, call me back. And I'll get a text from him and be like, Hey, what's up? Like, no, that's not how this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so true, though. It's like, love it. and it's perfect for introverted writers, you know, just insulate yourself, you know, what, you know, completely and, or live up on a mountain like me. Right. But human relationships are messy and complicated. Yeah, they and are. in and real they life, yeah, you, they need to be. They need to yeah. be. It keeps us human. Definitely. So. That's our opinion, folks. That's it. That's just our opinion. Maybe you don't think life should be messy and complicated. You know, let us know. Oh, well, this has been really, really fun and also a little bit scary. It's got me yeah. hoping nothing ever happens to my husband and I don't have to face this brave new world of technology course. Not just kidding, honey. There's no one but you ever. He's, right. Uh, that's it. We're done. Yeah. We're done. Forever. We're done. Exactly. Um, but uh, it, it is it is intriguing to think about. And it's, you guys super intriguing as a premise of a novel. This becomes a very messy human interaction and a highly um, interesting technical pursuit as well. So I hope you guys have already read it. If you haven't, pick it up. It's called Last Girl Ghosted. And uh, not only is this one fantastic, but Lisa's got a whole library of, um, of great tales that you can dive into. Highly recommend it. And Lisa, thanks for being on with me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Pamela. This has been a lot of fun. All right, you guys, go out there, read a good book, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>